Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for August 6th is Zephaniah, chapters 1 through 3. Zephaniah was a prophet during the reign of Josiah. Josiah was the righteous king who took the throne when he was only eight years old, but then he began seeking God. And as he got to know God, he had a greater, greater desire to cleanse the land and eventually rebuild and refurnish the temple. And at some point it says that Josiah realized that destruction was being prophesied against Israel, against Judah for their sin and the sin that had been going on for hundreds of years when the book of the law was found. And it makes me wonder if it wasn't Zephaniah's prophecy that troubled Josiah so much. There are multiple different facets of these three chapters that sum up the book of Zephaniah. And it begins with a pronunciation of judgment that will happen on the day of Yahweh or the day of the Lord, as we hear it commonly referred to. There is a day coming that is judgment day. It's called the great and terrible day of the Lord. It's great for those who are righteous, those who are seeking God's intervention in the world politics and world events, those who are praying, God, come and change this place. For them, it will be great. It will be terrible for the masses, for those who refuse to repent. And God says in verse 2, I will completely sweep away everything from the face of the earth. I will sweep away people and animals, birds, fish of the sea, ruins along with the wicked. I will cut off mankind from the face of the earth. This is Yahweh's declaration. It will happen. God wants everyone to be saved, to join him in a wonderful relationship as he designed it to be. And the sad reality is most people do not want a relationship with God because coming into relationship with God requires change. It is not as simple as praying a prayer and asking Jesus into your heart as we've taught people in the American gospel over the last 50 years. That's the first step. Being converted results in change. You don't get to hold on to your sin when you come in. And that's why it says in verse 4, God says, I will stretch out my hand against Judah, the remnant, my holy people, the residents of Jerusalem. I will cut off every vestige of Baal from this place. Because God will change the remnant and cleanse us from religion, from blasphemy, from idolatry, from the works of the flesh, from the things that keep us from having the truest intimate fellowship with him. God will cleanse those who bow and pledge loyalty to Yahweh, but also pledge loyalty to 
Milcom in verse 5, which is really Molech or Moloch, the god of the Ammonites to whom they sacrificed their children. And God says, my people will not be able to have it both ways. You're not going to sacrifice your children for your own convenience and still call yourself my people. You will come out from Babylon. You will come out from confusion. You will come out from the ways of this world and you will be different. In chapter 2, there's this call to repentance. Verse 3 says, Seek Yahweh, all you humble of the earth, who carry out what he commands. Seek righteousness. Seek humility. Perhaps you'll be concealed on the day of Yahweh's anger. And then a pronunciation against of judgment against the nations. And my friends, God does this. He warns people because he wants to have relationship. He's saying, I am the way. I am the source of life. I'm the source of fulfillment. I am the source of joy and all of the things that you seek. The truest pleasure that you could ever imagine comes from me. And I will destroy anyone who convinces people otherwise. For those who are lying, those who are promising fulfillment and joy, apart from the God who created you, are liars. They're costing you your soul, your eternal destiny, fulfillment. And you're, when you're choosing sin, you're affecting other people too. None of us act in a vacuum. But for the remnant, in verse 13 of chapter 3, there will come a day when the remnant of Israel will no longer do wrong or tell lies. A deceitful tongue will not be found in their mouths. They will pasture and lie down with nothing to make them afraid because God will have done a work. If you read the preceding verses, God will do that. God will do that. He will cleanse us. Do any of us take pride in lying? Is that something that we're proud of? Of course not. If you get to the place that you're proud of your sin, because your conscience is so seared. God is saying, for that, for my remnant, we, you will have the things that you desire and think about the things that you can take with you into this next life. When you die, when your soul leaves your body, you can't take material possessions, but you can take and you will take your character you will take your memories, the crowns in your spiritual, the jewels in your spiritual crown that you'll be wearing for eternity are your character. Knowing that you are righteous, knowing that you are an honest person, there is satisfaction in that. 
And that's why in verse 14, it says, Sing for joy, daughter of Zion. Shout loudly, Israel. Be glad and celebrate with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. Yahweh has removed your punishment. Not only has he cleansed you and made you holy so you no longer sin, he's not even going to make you pay for the sin that you committed in the past. He has removed your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The King of Israel, Yahweh, is among you. You need no longer fear him. On that day it will be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. Yahweh, your God, is among you, a warrior who saves. Or like the popular song says, mighty to save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. That word rejoice could be translated singing with exultation. Your God rejoices over you with gladness. He's singing with joy, celebrating who you are. Picture the God of the universe, the creator, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel, the God of King David, who slew Goliath, who parted the Red Sea, who holds all of creation together by the words coming forth from his heart and his mind, that God rejoices over you with gladness. He will be quiet in his love. He will delight in you with singing. God says, I will gather those who have been driven away. And in verse 19, at that time, I will deal with all who oppress you. I will save the lame and gather the outcasts. How many of you have felt like an outcast because of your faith, because of your desire for righteousness? God says, I will make those who were disgraced throughout the earth receive praise and fame. I will bring you back at that time. I will gather you. I will give you fame and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes. Yahweh has spoken. My friends, there is tremendous hope in the gospel. I urge you and myself, may we seek the narrow path. For God's glory and for our own good, may he bless you as you seek him. See you tomorrow.